childhood and our adult mental health. A broadcast for the Today Show on RTE1 with Sean O'Rourke, 18th the 8th, 2016. The appointment of a task force on youth mental health is an initiative that is to be greatly welcomed. It is the recognition by the government of the importance of this vital area of our lives. The membership of the task force includes a representative range of voices, each with their own special expertise. These range from the scientific brilliance of Professor Mary Cannon to the charismatic advocacy of Brezzi and many others besides. The task force members have been given a big challenge and it will be interesting to see how much and how they go about their work and what particular agendas they decide to cover. Much will depend on their terms of reference, their methods and their ambitions. In the coming weeks we might consider some of these agenda and consider what the literature says about these mental health issues. Doubtless the task force knows what it needs to look at and we should let them get on with their work and wish them well. But while we do, let us consider for a moment some of the key mental health agenda and consider them in anticipation. One such key agenda is childhood itself. What is the relationship between our childhood and our adult mental health? The task force will already have the benefit of new data on the prevalence of mental health problems in our young population and also their lifestyle, data emerging from the Growing Up in Ireland study. And what is to be said about the relationship between childhood and the development of mentally healthy adult is still harder to discern. For this question, the task force must look for data a little further afield. The search for real answers to the questions rest on a very small number of long-term studies. Two of these data sets are worth highlighting. One of them is from the UK and the other from the USA. Their data tells us a great deal about the importance of childhood to the task of living a healthy adult life. Let's first look at the UK birth cohort studies. These have enrolled more than 70,000 people over five generations starting in 1946 before the beginnings of the National Health Service. The research has become the longest running study of human development in the world. The results have directly influenced much government policy in health and education, but also indirectly generated important data on childhood well-being. The UK birth cohort data were reviewed recently in an exciting book called The Life Project, The Extraordinary Story of Our Lives. Its author, Helen Pearson of Nature magazine, shows how these data highlighted the effect of inequality and poverty on childhood and also its negative impact on the trajectory of adult lives. The results show that children born into poverty and inequality were far more likely to struggle at school and much less likely to be employed in adult life. They were also far more likely to be in poor physical health. On the other hand, the research showed that poverty in itself did not necessarily determine a bad outcome in adulthood. Many children thrived despite disadvantaged beginnings. In some of these children, the influence of parental involvement was also a protective factor. For example, children whose parents read to them when they were aged five years and who still showed an interest in their education when they were aged ten were significantly less likely to be in poverty at the age of thirty. 
Clearly, child poverty can be a negative factor for childhood development and for adult wellness. This makes intuitive sense, and these data are consistent with all our experience. Sometimes poverty is in the foreground, but other times it is in the background, where it may be less apparent. But many would argue, and I would certainly agree, that poverty is the prevalent factor underlying most of our enduring health problems. But what about the influence of more specific trauma in childhood? What about the question of the long-term effects of childhood abuse on the formation of adult well-being? An invaluable source of answers to these questions has come from the ACE studies in California, USA. These important studies are continuing at a large primary care centre in San Diego. The study methods include a look back at childhood experiences and look forward to their progression from childhood to adulthood. The basic tool is a survey called the Adverse Events in Childhood, or ACE scale. It provides a score known as the ACE score, and this can be used to correlate with other health and social data collected routinely by the practice. It helps that the practice has been computerized for many years, and so it can carry out these kinds of correlation, which are complex, with much greater ease. As a result, over 50 scientific papers have resulted, and the data is of profound significance for our understanding of childhood's impact on a healthy life throughout the length of human life. The ACE scale identifies 10 types of childhood trauma. Each person is asked to recall their childhood and to answer 10 questions about their life before the age of 18 years. Did you often experience, or very often experience, any of these five personal experiences? Physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, physical neglect, and emotional neglect. The next five ACE questions are related to the life of other members of the person's childhood family. Did you have a parent or a guardian who is an alcoholic, a mother who is the victim of domestic violence, a family member in jail, a family member diagnosed with a mental illness, or the loss of a parent through divorce, death, or abandonment? Each factor is given a score of one, and so a person's ACE score becomes very clear. For example, an adult survivor of sexual abuse whose mother was the victim of domestic violence and whose father was an alcoholic would have an ACE score of 3. Any of us might try this scale for ourselves and calculate our own ACE score. This might be a distressing exercise, but it might be a useful one nonetheless. The question is, what impact does the ACE score have on adult wellness? The answer is a complex but compelling one. The ACE is a number used for correlation. It is nothing more and nothing less. It does not tell us anything about causes or cures. Nevertheless, the ACE evidence is of a strong graded relationship between the breadth of exposure to abuse or household dysfunction during childhood and multiple risk factors for several leading causes of death in adults. These causes include heart disease, cancer, chronic lung disease, fractures and liver disease, and these hazards are not necessarily secondary to smoking or alcohol use alone. Instead, the researchers suggest they have found a real and independent correlation between childhood traumas and some of the major health problems seen in adult life. So what about the relationship between adverse childhood experience and mental distress? The answer is here that ACE is also a risk factor for mental health difficulty. 
Estimates differ, but the literature suggests that ACE events are three times more likely to occur in those who have a major mental health problem, such as schizophrenia or bipolar mood disorder or borderline personality. Clearly, ACE is then a significant number in mental health. But what does it really tell us? Everyone agrees that ACE levels correlate with the emergence of serious physical and mental health problems in adulthood. The higher the ACE score, the greater the likelihood of physical and mental health problems, and even early death. The evidence supports the belief that childhood experience is important in our adult well-being. The question is whether childhood adversity is a determinant of adult ill health or just another factor in it. The truth is that three quarters of adult mental health needs emerge before the age of 25, and this supports the conclusion that childhood is an important time for the development of our well-being. But other data suggest that a combination of factors influence our chances of remaining well. The ACE story is not the only story, and it's not simple. Nothing is. A number of important caveats need to be heard. Childhood trauma and loss, such as described by ACE events, do not cause mental health problems or early death. Most people with ACE nearly neither develop mental health difficulties nor die young. Those with high ACE scores who develop poor physical and mental health difficulties may have been disadvantaged for many other reasons as well. We still do not fully understand the origins of poor health, but we know this at least. The origins of illness are not linear. The successful pursuit of wellness is complicated by genetic effects and other environmental factors. ACE is just one of these factors, but it appears to be an important one. Childhood adversity is a challenge, but not a determinant of adult well-being. Our emphasis in public and primary health is rightly on reducing childhood adversity, so-called ACE events. This is in order to improve the overall health of our population. This is very understandable, but even if all ACE events could be removed, illness, mental distress and early death would still occur, and in the majority of these people, adversity would not have been a factor. The eradication of ACE, even then, if it was possible, would not solve or prevent mental distress for many. In any case, the eradication of ACE events is not a realistic prospect. Meaningful health care proposals need to be based on facts and not on dreams. The ACE events are simply 10 stress factors that emerge from this study in a large primary care setting, and we are still struggling to reduce the volume of clinical factors contributing to events such as mental health problems and addiction. We must accept that violence and family breakdown and the experience of other loss in childhood is not going to go away. We are human. ACE events are not the only childhood traumas, and stress upon our youth will always exist to some degree. Our health service responses cannot depend on wishing childhood adversity would just disappear. Prevention strategies should recognise the importance of ACE events, but we also need to understand that childhood is a time that frequently involves a degree of stress and trauma. A meaningful plan for wellness cannot rest on primary prevention alone. Our childhood is valuable, but it is not the only human value we possess in adulthood. That is why we need to build resilience 
and still to provide a real helping system for those in distress or difficulty. We must remember that being well is also about getting well again. If you would like to talk about these issues or need more information and support about access to mental health services in Ireland, please call our information and support line at a Dublin number 012493333 or our Walk in My Shoes youth support line at 012493555 or check our website at www.stpatricks.ie or contact the Health Service Executive at www.hse.ie And thank you.